Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, your host of the weekly Wake Up with Spirit, brought to you um, by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Your Seeker Magazine's been uh, in print since, I don't even remember now, but it's over 24 years. And um, we started in the St. Louis area, then expanded to Kansas City, then expanded to Chicago, and then expanded to Florida. And now we are what is known as a... um, I mean, we're still, we still have our presence in the Midwest with a print magazine, but the digital magazine is being read nationwide uh, and into Canada and other parts of the world. People are finding their way to the show so, and in the magazine. Um, so we have several things that we offer. We offer the monthly magazine, um, and we offer a weekly radio show, and we offer a weekly email newsletter. And in the email newsletter, it's, it's going to be changing um, – format, there will be uh, more tips, there will be links to articles actually in the email newsletter that you receive, you will have um, information about spirit seekers, you know, events such as, you know, different classes that are being taught, um, and uh, also the radio show, etc. If you're on our email newsletter list, you have the opportunity to um, be eligible to win prizes. It'll be books. Many of the authors that I'm interviewing are offering books now um, to be given away to different people who have listened to the radio show. Um, But I don't have your emails when you're listening to the radio show. So if you want to be part of Spirit Seekers forward movement, and I do mean forward. I'm going to share a couple of our um, new things that are coming up in a moment. Um, You need to be on our email list. Um, We don't spam you. You get one, maybe two a week, but normally it's only one message a week, and we uh, we try not to inundate you with too much, but sometimes there's, you know, other events. Um, You need to to be on our email list. Just go to spiritseeker.com, and it'll say, join our email newsletter. If you sign up there, you're automatically entered into um, our email delivery system. If you send an email to me, you will get added, but it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, But if that's easier for you, then go uh, send an email to info at spiritseeker.com with your name. And, of course, I'll have your email asking to be added to our email list. Okay, just a couple more questions. housekeeping things this today um i i am hosting the show with christine compass she's my um guest the first friday of every month and then after today i will be there's there's five fridays of all things in the month of april um i will be off the air until the first friday in may and christine and i will uh be back on the air then i'm not sure what's happening the rest of may it kind of depends on some of the other things we're working on so one of the one of the things the Spirit Secure is branching out with is either we are going to form our own radio network where there will be um, there will be all kinds of different hosts underneath the umbrella of Spirit Seekers radio program, or I'm taking my uh, show to a different platform. I have been approached by three different other venues, and I'm just trying to weigh out what's best um, for the future of the show. It's a podcast that's being listened to over and over and over, and we have some people that actually want to help us take it to the next level. So that's in the works. Um, the, uh, so, so during these weeks where you're used to coming on to the show, I'm going to make suggestions. Um, I'm going to put links to shows in uh, on the Spirit Seeker Facebook page, on the Spirit Seeker radio show page, um, and so you can listen to over 400 shows any time of the day or night. It, and I know you listen because I get stats on how many are listening after hours, whatever. And I have stats for the last 10 years. I can see which shows were the best listened to. And, the you know, I get total figures on that, like, they, like total listens. So we know you're listening, but you can support us in several ways. If you like my show on Blog Talk, I get more promotion from their end. If... Um, if you share the show with friends and family, that helps us grow and reach more people. We don't charge anything for anything, but we will be taking a couple of advertisers per show to help offset some of the costs of the, you know, the, the new stuff that we're doing. So we'll keep you posted. And um, we did an April-May issue of the magazine, and um, we, may, we, we haven't made a decision on whether it's going to be monthly or bimonthly, um, but for the April-May issue, it is one issue uh, because Cindy Meyer has a lot going on. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful uh, for all of the different opportunities with this platform. I'm so happy to be 
in a, on the show on the internet. It at first, you know, I wasn't so sure, but I've been, you know, in in this format since 2008. So that tells you something. Okay, so that's it for announcements. Um, I do want to, yes, that's not totally true. The Feng Shui Vision Board uh, class, the Goddess Gathering, is being rescheduled. It will be on an evening or a Saturday in the next couple of weeks. So if you're interested in that, please email me at um, info, either, either info at spiritseeker.com or info at cindymeyer.com. Just a lot of schedules changed, and so we have, I think, seven people, maybe eight, that um, we will be doing that class in the next couple of weeks. My um, virtual psychic party has filled for April. The next date that I will be offering the virtual psychic party is on um, May the 5th. I offer 20-minute readings either by Zoom or by phone for $35. And um, to, if you're interested in that, because the May 5th will fill up quickly, um, this is reduced. You know, these, that's my price when I do parties, you know, when I'm at events and we're not really doing events very much right now. So it's been hard um, to offer those 15-minute readings to people. So I'm doing 20 minutes for $35. And um, so if you're interested in that, you need to email because the other one filled up in a matter of two hours. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I changed the way I promoted it, and it was like, holy cow, like I just had no idea. Um, so that that is going to be offered. And then I will read in person if the numbers do not keep rising in St. Louis. Um, I will be reading at the Internal Spirit event mm, April 30th, May 1st. That's a Friday and a Saturday, kind of unusual. But um, I will be a featured speaker on Saturday. I think it's Saturday morning. So, uh, and I'll be teaching on feng shui and ways to increase your energy in your life uh, for better success and happiness in your life. Um, and then I will be in uh, at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo Conference in Tampa, Florida, June 19th and 20th, as I said, permitting that everything um, everything stays the same with the numbers. If and things increase, I will not be reading in person. But that's the intention for now. Okay. All of us putting that aside, I want to introduce my guest this morning, Christine Compass. You, many of you uh, have been following her and following our show, so thank you for that. And Christine just brings so much wisdom to the table. She's an intuitive astrologer um, and a scientific astrologer. And she's a life coach. She will share the um, moon manifesting cycles. I'll be tagging in here and there with that. Um, we will both talk about um, talk about the moon manifesting. But Christine's going to give us the whole scoop on what's going to be happening in April with the astrology and how to prepare and plan for that so that we can make the best use out of the stars and their alignment. Um, and then I will give some feng shui tips. And then toward the end of the show, it will be the second half or second um, the, the last third, whatever, however it plays out, we will be doing live free readings um, on the air. Okay, so there you have it. I want to give you both of our websites. Um, we both offer readings. So, you know, when you get a reading on the air, it's just a short little reading. But if you need a longer reading, by all means, reach out to one of us. Um, okay, so Christine is uh, christinecompass.com, and that is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. C-O-M-P-A-S dot com. There's only one S. And then CindyMeyer.com, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R dot com. And then, of course, SpiritSeeker.com. And then there's the blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer. Okay, you got it all. All right, I'm going to bring Christine on, and we are going to rock and roll. Hi, Christine. Hello. Oh, maybe I've got the wrong one. Oh, I did. Okay. Oh, Christine. Hello, Christine. Uh, yes, I'm how are you? On the switchboard. I'm sorry. Yes, there's a bunch of numbers on our switchboard, and I put the wrong one. Okay, well, I am well. How are you? I am doing so good. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here in my office and just grateful because last month you gave the feng shui tips about having your desk facing a window, and I rearranged my office so that I could have that, and it just brought so much better flow and she into my life I can tell <laughs> isn't it amazing it's absolutely astonishing because 
you know, and for listeners, if you're wondering, what are we talking about? What I, um, what I suggested last month is that if you have a beautiful room with windows and your desk is facing a wall with your back to everything, all you're seeing is that wall, the minute you turn that desk around, you are in what is known as the command position. You're in command of your life. When you're facing a wall and all you see is that little tiny bit, everything's happening behind you. The minute you turn that desk, you feel safer, you feel more expanded, you feel more connected to the bigger, like, just looking at the window. I mean, people, that's why people are like, oh, my gosh, I got an office with a window. I got a corner office with a window. You know, I mean, those are big perks. So, um, so Christine, what is the biggest thing that you've noticed? Is, is it like feeling lighter or just things are expanding more? Um, well, you know, it's interesting that you just said, you know, like you're in that command position because I have felt very much like things are falling into place. And now where I've been kind of wandering for the past few months and, and not sure of a lot of things, things have more fallen into place and I feel more in control and more, you know, a little bit less chaotic in my life. So I would say it's just, you know, really bringing in that uh, vision, that light, that clarity of direction has totally flown into my life over the last, um, you know, just a couple weeks really. Well, I mean, it's, it's subtle and yet it's not. I can remember, um, there's a gal, gal named Rebecca now who I feng shuied her place. I don't, I forget. It's probably been five or six years ago, something like that. And she had a desk that was kind of hard to turn, but she hired someone to come in and change the legs or do something. And, I mean, she went from A to probably, I would say, S or T in her life. I mean, it was that it was that much of a change. Right, I know. And then the other thing is, is if you have a really small desk and you're an executive running your business, it's going to keep you small. The minute you step into mm-hmm. a, an executive desk or something that has it, – it's because it's, 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 you know, like right now with the move that I did, I sold my executive desk. I sold my executive chair. And I have been working in this small little rolling table that I had as a desk in one of my bedrooms and a secretary's chair, you know, that, you know, my assistant used to use. And it's okay. It's okay. But the only reason it is okay is that I took it out of a small bedroom where I felt really, like, cramped because everything was too small and I expanded into my living room dining room so I have a view of three windows out the front out the side and out the other bedroom window and I and this room is like huge so and then I you know I always put flowers as much as I can on the round um remember that round table I'm going to talk about this a little bit later um it's a dining room table but I put I put flowers there so that it just really fills the whole space um, with an open feeling. So even though I'm on a small desk and a small chair, I've helped correct that by putting it in an expanded space so that I feel expanded. It's all energetics and it's all intention. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that that helped you. And thanks for sharing that. Yes. Thank you. Um, I am so excited to dive into the energy and um, before I even get into April, I really wanted to talk about a bigger cycle that we're in, which we're, um, you know, in the United States, we are approaching the United States Pluto return. Um, so I wanted, if that's okay with you, I wanted to take some time to talk about that because it's this huge cycle and I can already see it, you know, playing out a lot of ways um, within our country. So, um Pluto, as we know, may or may not know, but Pluto is a planet of transformation, of death and power, death and rebirth, power, um, all of these major things. Pluto moves very slow, so it takes 247 years to make a full cycle. So since the U.S., um, you know, the U.S.'s birth chart, we're coming up on completion of our first 247-year cycle, which is our first Pluto return. So what, we, what this is bringing is this huge transformation of power and a, very, a time of very intense transformation. And it started so, again, because Pluto moves so slowly, we, we start to feel this transformation in the years leading up to it, and we will feel it, you know, 
to come in the years after it. So I want to talk about that because we've really already seen it playing out in, you know, the beginning of 2020, we had the Saturn, um, Pluto and Saturn conjunction, those two meeting up. So Pluto in, in Capricorn. And Pluto is going to be in Capricorn during this Pluto return, um, which Capricorn rules our government structure, businesses, you know, more of those corporate type of entity, entities. So this is especially affecting our government and businesses and really any of the legal systems um, surrounding us are seeing we're approaching this time of intense transformation. So I think it's so interesting. Um, well, okay, let me get into that in a minute. But um, so when we look at the U.S.'s um, birth chart, Pluto is in the second house of the U.S.'s birth chart, which the second house rules security, our finance, our values. So during this Pluto return, and again, it's, it's all in the sign of Capricorn, we know that we are going to experience this shakeup to the U.S. financial system. Um, Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008. So Pluto is in Capricorn from 2008 to 2024. This Pluto return happens in February of 2022. Um, but think about 2008, you know, so Pluto enters oh. Capricorn. We get the major financial shakeup of, you know, the greatest recession we've had since the Great, the great Depression. Um, so, you know, in, with Capricorn in the second house, that really gives this secure, um, stable, very mature energy. And so the, the changes that Pluto is really pushing on us in this area are going to be changes around money, career, our reputation. Um, and the changes that are coming are going to push us to be more resilient in all of those areas. So when dealing with money, when looking at our career, when dealing with our reputation, we are going to face challenges and things that come up that push us to change, um, to find more integrity and more, um, more balance and, and just value in ourselves in these areas. So um, the other thing, you know, this Pluto return is really this purging of toxicity. It's this purging of toxic political practice uh, and traumas that have accumulated over the last 247 years of our country existing. And so what we are seeing and what we will see more of is this radical transformation of, of like I said, government, big business, um, with a redesign of the power structures in both of these areas. And, you know, people are, you can see it already. People are, it's so interesting with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction kicking all of this off a little bit in 2020, okay, our world ground to a halt, um, you know, businesses had to adapt and change. Um, we, because we were kind of at a standstill as a country, um, we then were all, you know, very clearly, you know, when we have all these racial injustices and different, um, you know, things that are coming up in our, in our country, we're front and center. There's no looking away from it because there's nothing else going on to distract us. So it was almost like we had to have this spotlight, you know, this, this pause so that we could really focus on these deep-seated areas. Um, and I think it's interesting in I the agree. workplace. Yeah. And, you know, in the workplace especially, I feel like people are becoming so intolerant of toxic workplace structures that have been in place for, you know, so long. And, that is going to be a huge – so I think we can see as a country, you know, again, the, the racial injustice is the biggest thing that I see, you know, playing out in 2020. And now, again, you know, recently having more hate crimes with the Asian community, it's – there's so much hatred that we have to purge out of our existence um, and out of all of our ideologies and really come to a place of love and and moving forward with humanity and respect for all of us. Um, 
And, and that's, you know, within our country, but then also within our work structures. Again, Capricorn rules this business. And, you know, my, my background was working in talent acquisition and organizational development. And it just, it, it was such this toxic energy. And I'm, I'm a change maker. I'm an Aquarius. I'm here to bring the change. I'm here to bring us into the future, show us new ways. And I, you know, that's something that actually excites me about the corporate world is thinking about all the ways that we can redesign the workforce to really work for both the people and the company. Uh, because people want to do a good job. People want to work for a company that is successful and that they feel successful about. But a lot of the structures that we have in place right now are, you know, very demeaning to our workers, very bringing down the energy. And, you know, when you have unhappy an unhappy workforce, they're working at 10 20%. You know, you want your workforce at least it's 50 or 60%. That's, that's a pretty good target to shoot for. <laughs> uh, what it, say that again. Say that again, please. When we have an, you know, when we have a depressed workforce, they're only working mm-hmm. at 10 or 20% of what is possible. Um, right. So when we, when, we, when companies work to actually put in these employee engagement programs and do things that really make their workers happy, pay them well, give them, you know, good bonus structure, vacation, whatever it is, um, you get people working, you know, they say if you have your workforce working at 50 or 60%, that's pretty good because you're probably not going to get 100% out of anybody all the time. But, you know, if you can hit 60% of, you know, people working at a 60% capacity, that's pretty good. (laughs) Right, right. You know, my daughter um, is living in Santiago, Chile, and she works for Uber Groceries. You know, Uber, Uber Groceries is similar to yeah. Instacart. But they're, they're launching. It's interesting. She's in Santiago, Chile, working with Miami and, you know, a lot of the larger cities in the United States. But, but they have been, you know, in my daughter's job is um, once the salespeople have contacted the stores and then they have to, like, I never really thought about all of this, but someone has to onboard that store and say what items are available, and someone has to interface with the stores. Well, that's my daughter's job. Well, they've all, and, and she's doing other stuff too, but um, but they've all been working so hard, like amazingly hard, that they um, the bosses just said you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They get a three-day holiday weekend because they've just been working so hard. And everybody gets paid, yeah. like, you know, just take the day off. And that was worth its weight in gold because right now in Chile, I don't know if they knew this was going to happen, but they just closed the borders again because, and no oh. one can leave their houses. So, they're, no, they got oh. to stay off, but they cannot leave their house. But you know what? It's okay. They can watch <laughs> movies. You know, I mean, you, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out, but at least she is not on the phone all day long, you know, or on the computer. But, um, but yeah. I think everything you've said, Christine, with this Pluto uh, return, I did not realize that it was that slow of a planet. I just, I didn't realize yeah. it took that many years to make the full cycle. But this makes sense. I mean, 2008, that was our first big shutter with economics. And then now where things are, of course, it's, you know, I mean, we have a global pandemic. We haven't even seen the fallout of where this is all going to go. But I know that corporate real estate is going to take a huge hit because, a lot of the companies are not bringing their workers back. They have figured out that this this works, you know, like it's pretty pretty surprising. Um, and then I listen to a thing. I, I listen to NPR when I'm in the car. <laughs> I was on, on the road a lot. I think I probably logged seven hours on the road this week with real estate. And, um, and I was listening to this interesting article, and I thought, wow, I never even thought about that. And it was about the dry cleaning business, that dry cleaning companies are mom-and-pop places. There's no suits. Women aren't going to work. Men aren't going to work. Uh-huh. Like none of they're going. Right. This one guy said we took PPP money to try and survive, but we can't. I'm just going to have to pay it back to the government because we can't survive. And they're saying that within uh, a year, you're not going to see very many dry cleaners because things have changed that much, uh-huh. and people want wash and wear clothes. They don't want to have to iron stuff. They just want stuff that is soft and works and a lot of people just work from the top up like they're they're in sweatpants or whatever or leggings on the bottom Mm -hmm. and they've got a whatever they're doing a conference call myself included i understand like it's like oh this one's a zoom call i gotta be like i gotta put lipstick on or whatever not have to but choose to but then the other thing is 
used car values are going to increase unbelievably because they cannot that the new cars are not going to be able to be rolled out because they can't get all the stuff that they need to make them. And this is like a lot of people don't even know this is going on, but this is a, this is a, so if you're thinking about um, buying a, buying a car, I would be looking for a high end used car before the prices go up. Just a little tip from Cindy Meyer today. When I listened to that, I was like, Oh, this makes sense. So things are changing, but, but let's go back because you're giving us such good information. Um, so what can we personally do, Christine, with this energy so that we can do our own uh, self-analysis, so to speak, to help us purge any toxicity personally is, and collectively during this passage? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that is, um, you know, where I was going with this is that right now, um, and even so, so we had this Saturn-Pluto conjunction in, in January of 2020, Um, In February, and Saturn is karma, so karma joining with this power-transforming energy is what happened there. Um, In February, Saturn met up with the south node, which the south node also reads karma, is karma. So we have karma and karma coming together, further pushing us to take responsibility um, for what we've been sweeping under the rug. And so really we are in this wake-up call process. And we have to start to change the harmful realities that we have created in this country. So what we can individually do is start taking responsibility for our part of the problem and using conflict resolution tools. Um, You know, I think there is just a huge responsibility for people to to really look at the racial divide in America. Um, You know, there is such, there is so much power tied up in this racial injustice. There's so much hate tied into it. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, oh, I'm not, I'm not racist. I am not doing this. But I think we have to look more at the collective picture of how our country has, has become this way. And maybe you don't hold those beliefs but you may be benefiting from a system that does hold those beliefs. And we have to start looking at that and really, really, you know, take responsibility for where we're at as a country and what we can do individually to, to change that. So, and a lot of that is really just, just understanding it, just understanding, you know, the privilege that, that people have in this country and how we, how we change that. So, again, it's, it's using conflict resolution tools are going to be so important over these next few years. We have to face our anger without lashing out against others. Um, so it's a lot of shadow work right now, really digging deep when you feel that anger, when you feel that, you know, rising up within you against somebody else. You know, my, I love how life is a mirror, but again, it, we get lost in it sometimes. <laughs> but when right. you feel yourself filling with that anger at somebody else for doing something, look within yourself. Why are you angry? What, what need, you know, nobody outside of you is causing you anger. That anger is coming because of some need that you have not with, addressed within yourself. So... We really have to start looking within. Otherwise, you know, if we do, if we repay anger with anger, we're just perpetuating these vicious cycles. So we have to take responsibility for our own spirit and really find ways to channel our hurt and anger into actions that build a new, more open-hearted and humane society. Just, you know, so that's the work that we're doing that we need to do individually right now is really going within, really taking responsibility, really looking, using those mirrors in life, you know, understanding that any situation in your life that happens is a mirror and it's reflecting back to you, uh, you know, how you feel about the situation, what's going on within, within you, because we see things from whatever level we're at and you can't you know, shift the, your perspective. I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, until so you change that. Right, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. 
<laughs> I didn't mean to inter- No, I, I, and I interrupted. I am so sorry. I don't, I rarely do that. I'm sorry, Christine. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the Course in Miracles, okay, which in case, yeah. you know, listeners, you're not aware of it. It's this channel book. It's called The Foundation for Inner Peace. And the most amazing books. You know, um, I remember my teacher, Sandra Ray, saying there's only two sets of books that are required reading, you know, for everyone. One is the Bible and one is the Course in Miracles. And, you know, that's neither here nor there. But the Course in Miracles are these channeled books, and they say that we are never upset for the reason we think, and every upset is a setup. Because anything that takes us off of our peace is, is... you know, you, it's just not help, It's not good. So the whole thing is, um, Marian Williamson, as many of you know, is an expert on the Course in Miracles, as is Sandra Ray. And but Marian Williamson says uh, something that I just love. You know how you've heard the saying when you're pointing finger at one person, like look what you're doing. There's three pointing back at you. You know, because that's the reflection. You're pointing at them, but it's they're a mirror and reflecting it back to you, exactly what you're talking about with the shadow work. But what Marian Williamson says, and I like this better. She says, what you are perceiving or seeing in another, you are strengthening in yourself. So do you want to mm. see their faults or do you want to see the good? And, you know, a lot of times when you can, when you can look and, and observe with a detached, it's not, this is not Pollyannish, with a detached view of, wow, that person's really, really angry they must really be sad about something because anger is almost always a mask for sadness. Anger is sadness yeah. turned outward. Depression is sadness turned inward. If you can scrape away anger, you almost always get, when you can get past that anger, you get to the vulnerability and then there's the tears because it's, it's you're not giving me what I want, you're not doing what I want, and they're not even aware of that they're blaming everyone for not getting what they want. Instead of going inside, doing the work that you're talking about, taking responsibility for the anger or disappointment that maybe has happened, and then getting the lesson so you don't need the lesson. Yes. I love that. And the lesson is anger is, is, anger is better than um, someone who's depressed and can't get out of it, but you never want an amachi, the hugging saint, that people wait hours to have her hug to receive her grace and love and trust me I've been hugged by her once and I was melted like so much of my old stuff was just melted in that moment and what she says is anger is never a place to hang out because anger weakens every cell in the body it's like battery acid so yes sometimes you do have to do the Kali Shakti like blast through it but then you never stay there you know and and so I think that I think that we have an opportunity you know like you're talking about and conflict resolution you know we were we, most of us in America were raised you don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion and we've already got like um, you know my my I have two of my three children here for Easter um, and my future daughter-in-law and um, we've already made a, 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 an agreement shall we say no politics because and it's not that I mean, we do politics. My, I, I have to say I'm, I'm blessed with all three of my kids, um, you know, being, you know, my daughter did a political science, you know, major. My, both of my sons are just very, very, um, one's an economic major in finance and one's, you know, a finance major in solar industry and all that. So they are really global people understanding what's going on. So we have a WhatsApp, and that's where – you know, we exchange ideas and, you know, more than, more than, you know, a lot of families, we discuss the issues. And, you know, I mean, it's funny, like, well, I wonder what Katie thinks about, you know, Brazil. That was this morning's topic. And then Katie pops in from Chile and she says, I'll tell you what I think about him. He won't do anything. And he's suing the two cities that put in mask orders. He's suing his own country for putting in a mask order. So it's kind of like, you know, you watch this and that's why. And, and you know, like people – I don't want to talk about the pandemic too much, but I'm going to say one thing because I don't think people understand that the reason we are getting um, the variants is the countries, Africa, Brazil, two of the variants, the countries that are the most out of control with their numbers, that's why the mutations are happening because it's running wild. It can do whatever it wants. It can do, you know, so the countries with the worst out of control populations are now going to be guilty. And I think we might even have a U.S. variant. People are talking about it. 
So the thing mm-hmm. of it is, is this. We have to clean it up. We have to clean everything up. And we're all globally connected economically, socially. And I think that until this pandemic, we never realized how intertwined we all are. I mean, some people did. But then you have to look at the corporate greed that I think is going to get rectified. I think that, um, you know, with the, it's almost like uh, FDR's New Deal with putting this infusion into our own country. And how many times have we heard people, leaders of other countries say the U.S. spends so much on war, they spend so much uh, money, uh, like making money from war, that if they would put that in their own infrastructure and put it in um, their own country, I think it's Jack Ma that, that I forget his last, I think it's Jack, he's an expert on economics. And he has said for at least the five, last five years, you know, I've been tuning into him, and he's like, if the United States would just take that war-like money, you know, because we make so much money off of it, that's why it's perpetuated. Yeah. And instead, do what we're doing here right now. Like, this is like the biggest infusion into cities from the pandemic money and then also with this uh, second thing. And it will be paid for within four years because of the change in the tax structure. So it's all changing. But this, but now yeah. that we're connected to the world again, we were very isolated during the last four years, and especially the last year and a half with the pandemic. We removed ourselves from every global organization that has anything to do, like, you know, with trying to make us change. And so – it's, we're being more responsible, and it's not really a political thing. This is It turned into one, but hopefully we can snap out of that and realize, you know, America needs to come together to figure out where we're going next. And um, so I like that you pulled it back with this conflict resolution tool and doing the shadow work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I think that's, that's where we're at right now, really in the shadow work period of really having to look at ourselves. So as I was you know, looking at April and we're in the astrological new year now, there's just so much of this Pluto energy that is going on throughout this year. And I mean, it's just, I feel like it's this bigger theme that we're looking at. Again, the Pluto return happens in February of 2022, but we're feeling it, you know, since 2020, we'll be feeling it through 2024. So I just wanted to get into that, but Okay, so real quick, I'm going to just run through some of the April happenings, and we will talk about just a little bit of the astrology for this month just to give you guys an idea of what's going on. First of all, we're in Aries season. We're in this astrological new year. We've got a lot of signs in Aries, a lot of, you know, I would say the keywords this month are forward movement, um, clarity, having this fire spark of energy. So where things may have been a little bit more dulled down and, and just kind of muddled the first few months because we really didn't have a lot of fire uh, fire sign energy, any planets uh, or many planets in the fire sign. So now we're finally getting some of that. Um, we currently have the sun, Mercury, Venus, and Chiron um, all in Aries, moon, will also be wow. uh, coming up for this new moon. So we've got a lot of, you know, Mercury. So Mercury is moving into Aries actually uh, on the 4th. So on, on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, Sunday. So on Sunday, um, Mercury, you know, which rules our communication, thinking moves, moves into Aries. So that's going to bring a lot of intellectual firepower. Uh, really just thinking and, and making decisions will be a little bit more assertive and confident once Mercury moves into Aries. On, and then April 9th, uh, Mercury meets up with Chiron in Aries. So Chiron, again, is our wounds, and Mercury is our, our thinking and our communication patterns. So what, when those two meet up on April 9th, we're going to see some of these old hurts come up and what we can do with that energy is take that, that's a perfect opportunity to do some shadow work. When you have any old memories or past, that, old memories or, or things from the past that come up, this is a perfect opportunity to look at those things at a deeper level and, and heal those and look at them, you know, in this deeper aspect and see how they're really playing into your personal story, how these are playing out in your life and begin to, you know, change some of those deeply held beliefs that have kept us in, you know, hurtful places. 
So April 9th is going to be a strong day to look within, do some of that shadow work. Um, then April 11th, we have the new moon in Aries. So really, and we'll have at that point five planets in Aries. So we will really have this sort of like let's get it done energy. And it's the first new moon of the astrological new year. So it's a great time to do a vision board, to set your goals and, and plan for this next astrological year and really think about the projects that you want to be involved in and the truth of who you are, where you're at, where you want to be. So set your intentions at that new moon. Um, And then just real quickly, I'm going to run through the rest of the month. Uh, On April 14th, Venus will move out of Aries into Taurus. And Venus rules Taurus, so it feels very at Mm. home. Venus is our loving nature. Um, So we will, on April 14th, we will start to feel more connected to our feelings. Um, We will have a little bit less self-doubt because we're going to be so kind of in love with ourselves a little bit. Um, So that is a great time for really doing, you know, figuring out what you value, figuring out what you love to do and really leaning into that. So it's kind of like a great time for self-care, self-love, and just just leaning into that energy. Um, And then, okay, two more things. (laughs) So (laughs) on April 19th is when, okay, we're moving into Taurus season. The sun's moving into Taurus on April 19th. Mercury is also moving with him, uh, with the sun. So we will have a big shift of, you know, move both of those moving from Aries to Taurus. Um, So we'll see a lot of, you know, in Aries season, we're, we're coming up with ideas. We're really thinking about what we want to do. And once those two move into Taurus on the 19th, then we start to get this doing energy. Taurus is very grounded in reality. And so we will be able to take some of those ideas and make them happen. Um, we'll have a lot of, a lot of stamina to make those things a reality. And shortly after that, Venus, on the 22nd, Venus joins up with Uranus and Taurus. And so, again, that Venus and Taurus energy is all about what is what do I want, what do I value. And when Venus joins up with Uranus, Uranus creates change and, um, you know, electric sparks wherever it's at. So when that happens on April 22nd, we may think, you know, that we're being true to ourselves and that we're really listening to our feelings. But then on the 22nd, something may happen that shows us what we really want. It's like all of a sudden we get really clear on what's happening, and it's not quite what we thought it was, and and Uranus is going to bring some change element that makes us see, like, okay, okay, this is where we're going. All right. (laughs) Um, Wow. And then lastly is, for the finish out the month, we have a full moon in Scorpio on April 26th. And Scorpio is this very intense water energy. Um, so a full moon in Scorpio is just intense by definition because we have so much, you know, full moon action-oriented energy. Um, but then we have Scorpio, which is a very secretive kind of intuitive energy. And so... Um, you know, we will really be looking for this deeper, shadowy energy coming out on the full moon that we can. Uh-oh. I think, I think Christine dropped off, so I will fill in until she gets back. Um, so I have a, I'm a Cancer sun sign with a Taurus right rising um and i don't know if we're still on the air so i am trying to get back there um yes i am still on the air good i thought i got kicked off too at any rate so because i have a taurus rising you know when she was talking about all this i'm like oh wow this is going to be interesting because your rising sign is your personality and um so 
with with Venus and Taurus merging like that, that will affect uh, affect me in a different way. And then my full moon is in Scorpio, which is why I'm sometimes I just totally change my whole life. I think Christine, are you back? I think she is back. Let me see. Um, yeah. Yes, you are back. Okay, so like I was just saying, I have my my rising signs, Taurus, and my full moon is a Scorpio. I was feeling the air, so it got popped back on. And it's like, you know, that's what I feel like. I feel like like I'm just kind of hovering right now. Everything that you've said is exactly where I am in my own life, and I've seen it in so many other lives with all of the, you know, my coaching and psychic clients. It's the same. Everybody's feeling it. There's a huge change coming. Um, there's, There's hope, but with this Pluto and with, um, Scorp- the full moon in Scorpio and, and they're saying it's the full moon by the way they got that ship out of the Suez Canal isn't that interesting they were able to finally um, the yes. full moon was mag- yeah I know I know people just I do not get like yeah how I powerful these moon cycles so are cool. they were working yes. with the tide because they get it out and I was like yep that's that full moon energy working for you <laughs> oh I know I know I know um, okay so anything else that you want to add? No, I think was, we, I cut we've off, covered. Cut off right as I was oh my. finishing. So that's, that's the major thing <laughs> happening in this month. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give a few feng shui Easter tips. And this is, and if, if you're not celebrating Easter, you know, it's, it has to do with almost anything anyway, because it has to do with abundant family dining and um, how feng shui can have, help you. So, um, you know, the food is prepared with love is the epitome of the feng shui energy of abundance. And, you know, it's so funny. I, we just got it planned as to who, when my son's arriving from Chicago and all this other stuff. And so I, I was like, oh, this is so cool uh, that I'm doing this this morning because it will remind me. So with feng shui dining tips, um, the shape of the best table for Easter or any kind of celebration really is the round and oval um, these shapes provide curved edges, so there's no um, pointed arrows in anyone or sharp corners. And sharp edge tables interrupt the free flow of chi energy. So when you have a round table, it encourages conversations, and people can, you know, freely move around the table, and the chi is good. And um, I've had a round table for probably the last 10, probably 12 years, and it really does make a difference. Um, but if you do have a, a rectangle or square table and, and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Um, of the two shapes, the rectangular is better since this length implies extended abun- abundance that grows as it follows the chi down its length. A square table confines and restricts the amount of abundance that the uh, chi energy can bestow to you and your family. Um, so what you can do is you can put two square tables together to create more of a rectangular um, feeling. Um, or you can take, you know, add add a small, um, whatever you can do to lengthen it. Um, and you can soften the edges of a table with a tablecloth that drapes over the edges, and you don't feel those sharp corners as much. You can add a table runner in the middle of the length of the rectangular table to encourage the growth of abundance. Um, you can also pick a color for your tablecloth that matches the area. Oh, this is kind of scientific, but just hear me out. Um, if you're in Children and Creativity, the color, which is where my dining room table is, I was looking at it as I was preparing to talk this morning, and I thought, okay, well, I have a round table, and it's in Children and Creativity, and the table, the colors are white and metals. So I have white roses right now on my white lace tablecloth in that area, but I will probably add a little more, um, just a little more color, but not a lot, because that's the whole thing about children and creativity is that when a writer writes, you have a blank page in front of you. When an artist paints they have a, uh, or draws, they have a blank easel or sketch pad in front of them. It comes, the creation comes out of that, that blankness. Um, but if you were, for instance, if your uh, Easter table or your holiday table is in the relationship corner, then you would use a pink, red, or white tablecloth, or you would add pink or red are white tulips to the center as your centerpiece um, using flowers. But you can work with the table colors. You can work with the flowers. Um, uh, in feng shui, color cannot activate elements, but it is a symbol of the element. And um, so red would be fire. Pink would be love. Green would be new growth. Yellow um, is more mental, but it's, it's also um, 
is grounding. So the center of the bagua is, is, you know, more earth colors. But, you know, and you want to make sure that your flowers are very fresh. You want to make sure any dead flowers are removed. You don't want any sad or drooping ones. It has to all be good feng shui. Um, you can use a spray of colorful spring flowers, tulips, or Easter lilies. Those are all really good things. The eggs are always uh, auspicious. Easter eggs um, symbolize fertility, birth, new life, and, of course, abundance. Um, but if you're not going to use real eggs and you're going to use plastic eggs, then you can put a little surprise in them. Um, gold ingots are just, you know, money or, or anything that, it, that, you know, even Chinese coins to bring in prosperity. Um, so surprise people with the plastic eggs. Um, okay, so I think that is it. But I do want to mention that Easter lilies are, um, or prayer plants, you can put them in the health corner and that's on the, in the east, and, um, and the wealth is in the southeast, and that will activate uh, and new growth and energy in those areas because of the Easter lily promising and bringing new, new beginnings, um, you know, a res- resurrection, however you want to word it. But they don't really use that in the feng shui, but, you know, that's symbolic of Eastern and the more Western world. Um, you want to front door feng shui for Easter, remove all clutter by your front door, windows and glasses in the front uh, windows should all be cleaned, all shrubbery should be neatly trimmed, outside lights should be turned on, replace any burned out bulbs, sidewalks should be swept and free of all debris, and your interior of your home should be thoroughly cleaned and free of clutter. Okay, so that's the deal. It's the spring cleaning all over again. We did this with the Chinese New Year. But the main thing is you want the chi energy to flow freely um, in your home, and that will create peaceful, uh, a very peaceful and abundant family event. So we've got this great opportunity, and those that are in the Midwest, supposedly um, St. Louis is going to be in the 70s on Saturday and 75 on Sunday. So wow we Okay. All right. Thank you, Cindy. Those are great. (laughs) Yeah, those are great tips. We love it. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's renewal. Spring to me is renewal. And I've said this before. I know you've heard me, but uh, James Mitchell, who writes those big books, Alaska, Hawaii, all those really big, big, big books that take, you know, I mean, they're wonderful, but they take a while to read. One of his first books was this tiny little book called The Fires of Spring. And he talks about how in spring everything comes back to life. And that is the time that you make your New Year's resolutions. So you gave us so much information. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, wow. Okay, so we have just a little bit of time. Um, uh, We're going to do readings now. And no one has their hand up for a reading. So if you want a reading, push one star or one pound on your phone right now. um, And that will let me know uh, that you want a reading. And, oh, we do have someone. Okay, so um, so when you're on the air, say your first name, please, where you're calling from, um, and just one question, very clear, and we will, um, we will answer. All right, so we're going to go to 314-267. 314-267, you are live on the air. Hi, this is, <clears throat> this is Carol from St. Louis. Hello. Hi, Carol from St. Louis. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, my question is, every new moon I, I throw the I Ching, and this month the hexagram I got was called biting through, so that there's a situation or a habit or a person or something that needs to be addressed in a fair and mm-hmm. impartial way. And I've been trying to figure out what it is. And I just wonder if there's any any insight on that. Okay, Cindy, I'm going to let you start. Okay. I'm sorry, what? I was going to say, I'll Were you going to ask me to take I, it? <laughs> okay, but I'll take, I think, it. I'll take it. Okay. Okay, so let me just see. Okay, so Carol, I think it has to do with your career. Um Mm-hmm. and a new direction that you're taking. Um, the card that I pulled is that once you get through whatever this this passage is, um, you're going into an opening that is uh, – I pulled Sheila Nagig. She is like the goddess that is like, this is who I am, and I love who I am, and I – totally love and accept who I am and I am ready to play at a whole new level in life. And there, whenever she shows up, there's an opening that is just like, 
like beyond your wildest imagination. Um, and what the other card that I pulled, though, is self-forgiveness. So it's almost like you're working with your past, your present, your future, all three at one time. And I don't know that it's the, – the, I think the I Ching is just saying stand up for who you are because you're mm-hmm. hearing – you're hearing – um, I saw you on our Zoom call last night, and you have a glow about you, and your house is glowing. There's something that is, has shifted for you, um, and I, I think that this anger is more annoyance with yourself for, um, I'm not saying that, that that's the person you need to work with, but it kind of is. It's like, do you just forgive anyone and everyone, but mainly yourself, for allowing others to have had um, limits on you? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the name okay. of the goddess right. that you picked? The first card, the first card goddess. Oh what was the name? What? Wait, wait until you read about her. It's called Sheila. S H E I L A, and then N A, and then G I G. The card oh. for Sheila Nagig is a naked woman with her white hair flying, with her breath. <laughs> like kind of sagging press there and then out of her vagina, I'm not kidding, is coming all this new growth. <laughs> when my daughter was 14 and had, oh yes, when my daughter was 14 and had her girlfriends over for a sleepover for her birthday, she's like, can we pull cards? I'm like, okay. And, I, and I'm like, oh God, any card but Sheila not gig, right? Okay, well, who do you think? <laughs> Hold that card, my daughter, in front of all of her friends and I'm like, give me that card back. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, they're all blaspheming with their sexuality and everything else. But it's like a place of self-acceptance where you just, you know, what you think of me is none of my business. That's the attitude. What you think of me is none of my business. What I think of me is my business. And you're going to really, um, you're, you're on a spiritual cusp because the other card I pulled is um, in the Ganesha desk is Ganesha is removing anything on the way of your spiritual journey. So you're going to somehow be much more of a spiritual girl. That does not mean that you're like a nun or any of that nonsense. No, you're going to be very tuned in to co-creating with the universe. And if anyone's Mm. in your way, which I think that's the only person who's really been in your way is you, but I don't think you knew that. Hmm. Get ready to soar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank and, you. And the I Ching's wonderful. The I Ching's wonderful. It's it's it gave you a message and a clue, and I think that uh, what Christine is talking about with how to use the anger energy if the, if it does come up, you just use it in a positive way. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank I you. hope that was helpful. You're very yes. welcome. Okay. Okay. All right. So we do not have anyone else. So uh, that is asking a question today. So I'm just going to pull cards. I'm going to do a, a reading for everyone on this call today. And then, okay. Christine, if you want to add anything, you can. Sure. All right. Sorry, so like- the three cards that I pulled, number one is uh, Nukula, put your life in order. You know, this this whole thing with this fire energy that we have um, is use it. Use this new growth energy, you know, and remember, when you put your life in order, you're saying to the universe, okay, I'm ready. Everything's in order. Bring it on. However, maybe you don't want to have it brought on to the level that is too much. So you say, I would like you to bring it on with more love, with more peace, with more time with my friends. You co-create with the universe. You say what it is that you want. So putting your life in order is to create more opportunities for you to manifest what you want. That's why we release with the full moon and we invite in with the new moon, etc. Okay, then the, uh, the next part is setting boundaries. Love yourself enough to say no to others' demands on your time and energy. And the final one, make time to relax, be still, and enjoy your solitude, indulging, and much-needed self-care. The more you take care of you and the more you keep yourself peaceful, grounded, and ready for fabulous opportunities, the more you're going to influence every single person that you come in contact with because your vibration will have been um, going up. And when your vibration goes up, life gets really good. And that's our job is to keep our vibration strong um, and to stay positive. This is not Pollyanna. This is change your frequency, change your life. That's what all the sound healing with the megahertz and all the stuff that it comes from every direction. But the bottom line is you are responsible for you. And whatever you need to do, whatever tools you have in your toolbox to shift your energy, 
that's what you need to do. That's the that's our reading for today. All right. So yeah. Christine, thank you, thank you, thank you, as always. And we will be back on the air that first Friday of May. You've got four Fridays in April. I'm going to post um, several shows that I would suggest you guys listen to, and all you have to do is click the link, and then you will go right to that show. And um, so that's what you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna enjoy that. So. Happy spring, Christine. Thank you. And um, we'll be back on the air in May. Have a fabulous day. Go out at the Emma Series of Light and Love. Okay. Thanks, Christine. Thank you, Cindy. Bye. Bye. Okay.